Welcome to the Porthole to Justice. This is Amelia Duran, your host. It is Sunday, July 15th, and <clears throat> I am here with my good friend, Lazaro Instanaro, and uh, he's going to be sharing. Um, he just got back from Oregon. Oregon, where he attended the pardon of the Hammonds in regards to the Bundy and Lavoie case, which was very corrupt. We all witnessed what happened to Lavoie Finicum, and um, it, it, it's a hard pill to swallow because they jailed the Bundys and basically tried to steal their land, right? Well, yeah, in a nutshell, obviously, uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of players within the corruption, within the deep state. And what I mean by deep state is also the informants and the FBI agents and, and state and, and local. Uh, the, the corruption runs deep. So it was kind of like a bittersweet, knowing that the, the Hammonds and the Bundys were unlawfully incarcerated for over two and a half years and waiting for trial. And all of a sudden, to see them released... You know, uh, one one was victorious twice or three times in uh, through court proceedings, and the Hammonds were victorious in the in the sense that Donald J. Trump, our, our current forty fifth president, was able to uh, pardon them, and that's uh, that is justice because at the end of the day, uh, some people still need to answer for the for for the death of Robert Lloyd Finnegan. They still have blood in their hands. And uh, hopefully God will answer those prayers and those calls that these people will come to justice for the crimes that they perpetrated upon the, upon the Hammonds, the Bundys, and the political prisoners. So <clears throat> you deal with a lot of the same issues that I deal with in my movement. You know, constantly we're, we're being infiltrated 
and um, dealing with uh, shills, basically. And you deal with the same type of thing in in in. They're in all movements, actually. <laughs> you know, it's uh, the nature of what we do, right? It is. It, it is. Uh, you know, we uh, we as researchers, it, it's a difficult life for the sense that it consumes your your your, your basic your entire life uh, researching. Because not that you just go and you and you work, but you also research, and and even on your days off, you research while your friends are out there, and. Not to say that it's not about having a life or not. It's about actually finding out the truth. Finding out, standing up for people is righteous or not. And everybody has to make that decision. I, myself, uh, seeing what happened. And at the time, I thought they were a bunch of kooks, you know. Uh, They're trying to fight the federal government. And I honestly thought in one way that they were wrong. But at the end of the day, there's two sides to a story. And And then, you know, there's a wrong, there's a right in the middle. So I went with an open mind, an open heart, figuring out what was really happening. If they were actually uh, guilty and, and committing crimes against the, against the government or the government committing crimes against them. It turned out that I just found not just that, but more than that, we are actually operating under a de facto government, meaning uh, criminals operating within the government that they infiltrated. So where do you get your justice now? Well, that, that would be the coup. That Lotus and I discuss a lot. So I, you and I have been friends for seven years, I think. has I don't know. It's been a long time. Five or seven years. Probably seven. <laughs> <laughs> online. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. Well, um, it's probably been seven online. Um, tell, the, tell the listeners a little bit about your background and who you are that don't, don't know you. Um, well, obviously, uh, I am Lazaro Asanaro. Um, I just, uh, before any of this happened with the bunnies, I was already, uh, dealing with corruption in regards to my custody case. And then in my custody case, uh, the state, not my, not me, not Lazaro Asanaro, but the state of, Ch- uh, of Alaska, which is under Office of Children's Services, found the mother of my child substantially neglectful in five consecutive years. So they found they're substantially neglectful. So I've always said, well, if the state finds they're substantially neglectful, well, why does she still have the child when everybody, every other mother and father out there, including Native Americans, are losing their children? And especially those kids that are, that are blonde with green and blue eyes. I mean, they're just moving, they're stealing those children just on a simple allegation. Mm-hmm. A man was substantiated by the state of Alaska under Office of Children's Services by five different social workers in five different years. So it, it, it's amazing how this defecto government operates because if you have people within the the defecto government you're in and basically they'll bail you out and you can drink and smoke as much drugs as you want because as long as you have a sister as an attorney like uh, my former sister-in-law marissa k flannery she can basically chandra can basically get away with murder in that in that aspect and probably even willing to say kill commit a crime and have her sister there basically try to uh cover it up so where's the justice in any family? It's interesting that, you know, not only is our government infiltrated, but so are many of our many of our family units and our circle of friends as well, as you just explained in regards to what occurred down at the Bungie Ranch. Um, 
and it's just it's just the nature of what we do it's just <laughs> right right um so you and I, I i started following your page and you and i kind of came to this conclusion together that basically what they were doing with the BLM and the Child Protective Services, the Bureau of Land Management and Child Protective Services was the same thing. It was, it was, it was similar because they're in the probate courts, they treat the children as property. And um, so do you want to go into a little bit about the BLM? And, yes. Okay. Wait. So what, what, what people, the, the families... That they experience in family courts is actually even a lot worse than the criminal courts that they're experiencing. And why I'm saying this is because it's a saying, it's a slogan, out of sight, out of mind. As long as you keep these, these courts secret or secretive, the uh, American people don't know what's happening because of the gag order or because of, uh, of the secret courts that are unconstitutional. And they go all, all, all of a sudden, is like, well, where do you get your justice when all these criminals are... Are committing fraud upon the court behind closed doors. Who's able to see it? Because you can't really record. You can't. You can't video record or audio record what's happening in these defective courts. And at times, the court transcripts are always skewed, just the same way as they did in the, in the Hammonds and the Bundy case. Uh, and one thing that that I, that doesn't matter if it's family court or criminal court or whatever court, there will always be informants. And there always could be corruptive agencies like Child Protective Services, the Bureau of Land Management, Department of Fish and Wildlife, Department of U.S. Forestry, the, the Department of the EPA, and, and the Department of Agriculture, and Department of DEQ. All these criminal agencies, including the FBI and the Department of Justice, all these criminal agencies, well, why do we pay? Why are we, as Americans, through taxation, are paying these, these criminals when they're perpetuating crimes upon the, the, the American people? So I've always stated that they're always stealing our monies. Our children, our water, our minerals, and our land. And if if we continue to allow them to do that, mm-hmm. then what's left for the future of our children? And then what's the purpose of sending our military? But our children, our children are our most precious precious resource. They're our future. Correct. And they, you know, they're breaking every single one of them. And now they're trying to normalize pedophilia, um, making it a part of the. Um, LGBT community and with respect to my um, friends that are a part of that community they don't all consent to that they're not all um, you know wanting to be used to politically to justify these crimes but this is what we're dealing with this is the reality of the state of affairs of our country right now this is all designed LBGT was all designed and what I mean by all designed through George Soros and Media Matters is because they wanted to divide and conquer us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about race or religion or gender or politics. At the end of the day, we have Democrats and Republicans within their prospective parties always having fighting. And at the end of the day, when you see and we fight amongst each other, who ends up winning? Have you ever thought about looking at both sides of the party, Republican or Democrat, or, 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 or members of the American Bar Association, judges and, and, and lawyers and politicians and lobbyists? At the end of the day, we as Americans need to ask ourselves, after everything's said and done, we fight amongst each other. Who ends up winning? I know I don't. I know that a lot of families don't. I know that the Hammonds and the Bunnies didn't at the beginning, you know. And, and there's a lot of mothers and a lot of fathers out there 
that are losing their children. Not because they're gay or they're straight, but because of the agenda they're trying to push. And one of the people that most of the American people keep forgetting is Aaron Russo. And Aaron Russo articulated perfectly well in the Alex Jones show that they wanted this feminist movement. The reason why they wanted this feminist movement is to divide and conquer. And to all those people and listeners out there, look up uh, Aaron Russo and Alex Jones' interview on about the feminist movement. And the feminist movement was by design. Divide and conquer. Keep the women working and, and have LGBT. And pay more taxes. Absolutely. Oh, shoot. I need to... Oh, here. Um... I, 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 you know, I was going to say my computer just died, so I have to charge it. I was just going to say, I think the stupidest thing that we've ever done, Laz, is politicize our private parts as human, as human beings. <laughs> You're right about that. I'm just, you know, everything that the government has been doing has been to- done totally unconstitutional. Uh, who in the world does it give the government to tell me how I can and can't, how, how I should and can I raise my child or what I can and do or do with my water rights, uh, what I can and do on my land, what I can and do with my lumber, what I can and do with my minerals. We don't need a permit because we already given, this is a God-given right. And all the government wants is to steal more of our rights away so they can basically have you licensed or make you pay a permit fee so these criminals can get rich and last straight to the bank you know at the end of the at the end of the day look at everything you need a permit for this for driving you need a permit for insurance you need a permit for for uh, starting your own corporation you you know everything's a permit 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 at the end of the day when do we do we the people get tired uh, you know what is the purpose of sending our military overseas to fight for freedom if we're actually not free well, and, you know, another example is, I mean, with, without politicizing things too much, I don't think people look at both sides of the coin. I agree with you. I think that they they tend to see things from, they don't see that they are um, campaigning and legislating to remove gun rights. They don't see that they're campaigning and legislating to remove our borders. They don't see that they're trying to destabilize our country with invasion, uh, destabilize America, basically. People don't see it that way. They see it from, they see it from one side or the other. They don't see that, that right before election time, um, you know, the Democrats are trying to uh, use the children at the border to legalize, to make it easier, basically, to human traffic at our borders and to legalize their crimes. When we have 25 million children, 24, I think it is, million children in America being trafficked on American soil via Child Protective Services, most of which is fraud on the court. Absolutely. You know, here here we have a common denominator by the name of Jeff Merkley. And I'm going to bring three agendas here. Jeff Merkley is tied to uh, the Clinton Foundation in regards to child pedophilia. Uh, Jeff Merkley was the one that went down, I think, believe Arizona or Texas talking about what, what was happening in regards to the illegal immigrants. But Jeff Merkley also allowed this because he knowingly and willfully allowed the Clinton Foundation to steal land the land, the minerals, the water of these uh, immigrants uh, that came, men and women that came over here, uh, you know. So when we when we look at this, 
it it doesn't matter because when you look at Republican or Democrats, Greg Greg Walden from Oregon and Jeff Merkley from Oregon with Ron Wyden from Oregon and Kate Brown from Oregon, they they conspired. They conspired to bring to want to bring illegal immigrants into Oregon, especially Muslims. I'm not saying all Muslims are bad, but they're bringing young Muslims or radical Muslims that are coming over here, and the one sole purpose is is to is to cause uh, uh to cause to cause a war, a racial war or religious war. Because as long as we continue fighting and as long as they continue dividing, the more they will win. And this is all the whole narrative of keeping us divided and. Who funds all this is all through George Soros. You know, it's funny that here we talk about Child Protective Services. When Clinton started all this with Child Protective Services and the Mandela Act, George Soros was also behind this in the foster care agencies and making money. No different than he's behind Barrett Gold Inc. and Calico Resource and Uranium One and making a profit. My thing is, he, he, here he is stealing land from ranchers and Native Americans and the minerals, waters, and lands, yet also he's a pedophile and... and and using child protective services, just like the Clintons, to, to traffic our children. And where's the justice in that? I mean, why isn't there not an international warrant on them? So that's the biggest thing. So you brought up this interview with Aaron Russo, which was, um, I think, um, it was by, I think Alex Jones did this. I'm going to play a snippet of it. What happened on 9-11 is a phony. You know, and we've never learned the truth about 9-11. The whole agenda is to create a one-world government where everybody has an RFID chip implanted in them. All money is to be in those chips. And this is giving me straight from Rockefeller himself. This is what they want to accomplish. Aaron, what do you think women's liberation was about? We, the Rockefellers, funded that. We funded women's lib. They do whatever they want to do. What we want doesn't matter anymore it's their agenda it's their plans that matter they have all the money they want they can make all the money they want they, they have a machine they can make all the money it's not about money it's about control it's about their vision of how they want to see the world you hear george bush saying democracy means freedom no democracy equals new world order i believe god put me on this earth to be the best person i could be and put everybody on this earth to be the best they can be you have to stand up for what's right in life and unless you do that you're nothing So that was just a snippet. I wanted to I wanted to play that. And you also mentioned that um you know I remember when they dealt the whole women's uh empowerment movement started and um women working outside of the home. Did you know that childcare laws nowadays is as much as a Harvard Law education. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because look how much money they're making in the foster care agents, agencies. I mean, they're making millions of dollars on this. And it's all funded by taxpayers. So when you think about it, I mean, it, it's, it's all by design. They're pretty much making it impossible <clears throat> for average people, average income, you know, minimum wage for them to have housing or even provide or have families. So there's this whole cultural war on the family unit. Yes, I agree. Matter of fact, one of the things that yesterday I was live streaming when I was coming back, 
through Harney County, Burns, Oregon. There's vast amount of land out there, abundance of land, enough to give every single mother and father out there the the ability, the opportunity to restart their life. In addition, our, our military look look at our military. Our military's out there. A lot of veterans out there. Um, uh, you know, homeless or with PTSD and having troubles, or, or you know, they they can start a community out there that can help our our, our patriots. Um, you know, that served the service and they came back. Uh, you know, that need help and to start to give them a house, to give them a fresh start, to have mother, you know, single mothers and single fathers to start a community out there and to raise their children away from the cities. But they don't want that. They want indoctrination inside the, inside the cities. All about the new world order, as long as they can control the people, control the populace, control the food and the water, um, they have the people in their hands. And, and to, to the veterans out there, uh, you know, this is one of the things that, that Oregon did. They passed a bill called HP. 2838 to incarcerate our veterans. I didn't create this. This is a legislative of Oregon in Salem, the capital. They passed this bill. And I'm hoping for those Oregonians out there that are actually listening, or not just the Oregonians, but the American people or veterans out there that that listen to your broadcast, that they need to know and look up the research. House Bill 2838 and incarcerating our military, and they use such a broad form that every makes they make it sound like every veteran should be incarcerated. But most of all, this is by design. This is what I think. As long as you are able to incarcerate as many veterans as you can, and you are able to take their and disarm our veterans, the weaker we become as a nation. Because the day any country decides to infiltrate, all our veterans that 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 were trained to fight are incarcerated. So this is guess what gives the ability of the enemy to come and basically sweep us. So. The Trojan horse. That was what that whole bill, that mental health bill was. It was um, uh, the the bill to um, disarm veterans that were um, diagnosed with mental health, PTSD, or carried a medical marijuana license. Exactly. And though, 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 it was out of Florida. I can't forgive me. I can't remember all these bill numbers. It's okay. It's understandable because at the end of the day, I know what you mean. And the see, they want you. See, they're giving you, they're giving you an option, giving you an ultimatum for you to get a permit. Who in the hell is the government to tell me what I can and can't do with my body? Eat, you know, consume what I want because that's my God-given right. If I want to consume or, or smoke marijuana, that is your God-given right, okay? Nobody can't take that, and you don't need to give permit. You don't need to get permission from the government. But what they do, these criminals, is, is that they force you to get a permit because they got to sell it. So they tax the corporation for, for, for selling it, and they tax the consumer. So they're double-dipping between the corporation that's making a profit that they have to report to the IRS, and then they're also taxing on the consumer that's purchasing. So the, at the end of the day, the IRS are the people, the 1% on the top, that are making all these defective uh, rules. Uh, their statutes, rules, regulations, and procedures, they want you. They, they, they want this. I, you know, it's, it's, it always ends up being a win-win situation for them because, you know, if you read Hillary's book, um, It Takes a Village, the objective is to um, indoctrinate all, you know, indoctrinate all the children into the New World Order um, and basically have them raised by the government. And that's what they want. Yeah. It's like, it's like you just stated earlier. You, you stated earlier that 
there there's a uh, that the government wants to, wants to basically teach our te- uh, teach our children, right? And in order for that for that to happen, they 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 want our children. They want our children institutionalized. Mm-hmm. And as long as we we the people continue to take our children to these schools, they'll continue to indoctrinate them, and they won't teach them about the Constitution. They won't even teach them about the Bill of Rights or the Federalist Papers, or or you know. Well, the Declaration to, of Independence. They want us to forget. Of they, course. They want to get rid of the Constitution. Yes. They want us to forget. They, they, want, they don't want us to have accurate knowledge of our history. Exactly. I mean, you know, Thomas Jefferson is an inspiration of the Constitution. They call him Mr. Constitutionalist. They, they, see, the members of the American Bar Association, that's the judges, the lawyers, the politicians, and the attorneys, do not. Do not want the American people well educated, especially the bankers, because this is as long as they continue to dumb down the American people, the more profit they make through, through unconstitutional laws, and uh, basically it was what they were trying to do to 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 the Hammonds and the Bundys. Matter of fact, the reason what happened with the Bundys is because the Bundys had a deed. Most of the American people don't understand what deed means, but most most of all. Patent, and they have their land patent. Most American people don't even have. Or don't, um, first of all, they're not even aware uh, 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 about the patent. Don't understand what a patent means, and don't even know that they have the right to patent their land. Meaning, you own it outright. And before the Bureau of Land Management ever came around, they already had their land patent. And until the American people start educating themselves on the, in the, regarding to the definition of patent. You know, they'll start understanding. But I'll ask them one simple question. Why do the attorneys, the lobbyists, uh, the judges, and the bankers always patent their land when they, buy, when they buy a property? And how come they don't tell you that you can patent your lands? Mm-hmm. So who benefits from not you knowing mm-hmm. that your land can be patented? I think, I think even the whole patent process has been corrupted, though, now at this point. I mean... I don't know what it was, what it was when, when they had their land patent. I don't, but from what I understand, it's, it's become convoluted as well. Well, yeah, it's, the reason why it's convoluted is because they don't want the American people to know. And to you understand and start picking up a book, don't even pick up a book. Start reading the Constitution. Once you start reading the Constitution and, and understand the Constitution, understand your rights, your Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. with that state is within the Declaration of Independence and in the Federalist Papers. Then, then it doesn't get convoluted. As long as you continue to go and go into their rules, their statutes, their procedures, their guidelines. I want to get a big frame of the Constitution. Well, I, you know, I, I wish everybody would get would get a copy of the Constitution. <laughs> Matter of fact, I, I, not just the Constitution, it's a nice one. but the most beautiful. To me, one of the most beautiful uh, documents is probably the Declaration of Independence from 1776 or July Fourth of 1776. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, what it says, we the people. I mean, how how beautiful can that be? That all men are created equal. And if we understand those words, all men are created equal, meaning, and, it, and I know people out there that want to do this division, or oh, it doesn't apply to you, or it doesn't apply to me because of race or religion or gender. That's BS. All men are created, meaning... I cannot tell you what to do and you can't tell me what to do because we're all free men. And like I stated earlier, if, our, if we reside within the republic and we're sending our military to fight for freedom, then do, are, we, do, are we honestly free? 
If we continue to be get broken down and with all these permits and with child protective services running rampant, stealing children with blue, uh, with, with blonde hair, blue and green eyes, and then children, you know, children with black hair, and then all types of children, then uh, you know, um, Asian baby, Asian Americans, Mexican Americans, Black Americans, it doesn't matter. A child is a child, and not one child is better than the other. But yet, these criminals continue to steal our children so they can make a profit. Or foster care agencies by making it a corporation so these lobbyists, these judges, these attorneys, and these lawyers can continue to profit off the American taxpayers. Because it doesn't matter. All these agencies are protected by members of the American Bar. And they're all Bar members. And this is the biggest problem, the biggest dilemma that we're fight- where we are fighting as a nation. And it's up to the American people if they want to take the initiative to fight. And like I always say, look what the Bundys stood for. Look what the Bundys fought for. And they were victorious. Why do you think they were victorious? Because they knew their constitutional right. And that's the difference. And, and you know, how many people do honestly have picked up the Constitution and never read the Constitution or ever heard about the Constitution? And that's the biggest question we see we need to start asking ourselves. So to those out there that are listening, I mean, I'm extremely grateful to be on your show, Amelia, but... You know, are are the listeners actually understanding what we're trying to convey to them? I think they are. I feel hopeful. I do because I have so many people tuning in, so many people following. I think I had one episode where I think the I think I had eight thousand people that tuned into the show, and and so if they're tuning in and they're listening, then obviously they're grasping some of this information, you know? And so, and and I think, I think people are searching. They're searching to make sense out of the chaos that's going on. And not just, you know, with your resources and all of the resources that are being shared and socialized on the internet. The internet has been, a really powerful tool. I mean, you know that it's you, you use it, and you're on Facebook actually. Uh, I, I am. Uh, you know, in, in one way, uh, fa- uh, Facebook is a blessing because it's being monitored and censored by by the FBI. Working with the FBI, Facebook working with the FBI and the CIA. It's all monitored. But at the end of the day, as long as we continue to tell the truth and follow our moral compass, I, I don't worry about them because I strongly believe that there are good, there are still good Federal Bureau investigators out there in Department of Justice and Child Protective Services. That you just can't say everybody's bad, but it, the, the departments, the agencies are just as corrupt as possible, not because of the individual, but because it is just as corrupt. I mean, look at Peter, Peter Strauss, uh, James Comey, Robert Mueller, all part of the Uranium, uranium One Triangle, and covering up each other for Hillary Clinton and George Soros and and John McCain and Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, Marco Rubio, uh, Greg Walden, Ron Wyden, Jeff Merkley, uh, Boyd Britton, Steve Beverlin, uh, I mean, Sally Amanda Marshall, Stacey Beckerman, Anna J. Brown, Anna Akins, Gloria Navarro, Harry Reid, Rory Reid, 
I mean, look at all these names. And most of these names that I've mentioned are all part of the American Bar Association. I mean, also, and that's not to exclude like Cliff Bentz and Andy Bentz. These people are extremely a bunch of criminals running the, the government within, within, within Harney and Grant County, uh, and, and, and Salem and Portland. So it, it, this, this, this swamp in which J. Donald J. Trump is trying to basically abolish is runs deep. The same thing in D.C. that it does in, in Oregon. So here we are. And like you stated earlier, they want chaos. And the reason why they want chaos is no different than they wanted chaos in regards to, my, to the research because I was being targeted heavily. Yeah. Um, oh, and great news, uh, everyone in the porthole to justice. Um, I think I have a troll right now, and it's sorry about that. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of distracting me. Um, I don't get them too often because I have a really great team. But um, there is I post a link on the my my porthole to justice uh, window to the truth blog, um, which is a resource. It's a nonprofit that is providing resources and um, just one moment. It's a ju- targeted justice dot com and uh, if you are a targeted individual i suggest that uh, you check this um nonprofit out they're an organization committed to pursuing education public awareness and legal action for targeted individuals or victims of hate crime and um, i think it's really wonderful and i'm looking forward to um, learning more about this and i'm going to be um reaching out to some of these people um, personally in, in, in the coming days. Did you see that link? Yeah, no, I mean... I don't know if you caught it, but um, yeah, it's targetedjustice.com. So, yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're a researcher, you're always going to be targeted. And, and for instance, with respect to me, almost two and a half years ago when I started researching, I didn't realize the magnitude of what people were willing to do that are paid informants by the FBI or, or want to do it for themselves and then sell the information to the FBI, that it runs extremely deep. And the only way I, for me was to figure all out was basically on Friday and Saturday, which solidified a lot of the informants that, that I am extremely uh, uh, aware about. And to basically have all the people that I had questions to all come in the same area all at once. I mean, this is no longer. I mean, this this is no longer a conspiracy theory. I mean, we've I've I have posted so much information to substantiate that this is real and it's happening. I don't. I mean, how much more do we need to start taking action? Well, let me say this. And what can we, the people, do? The fourth branch of the government. The the. Let's start off by saying this. The conspiracy is actually alive because of the fact that it takes two or more individuals to conspire to commit a crime. Uh, that is alive. And I know of eight of them that were there <laughs> on Friday and Saturday. Or no, at least four for sure on Friday, eight definitely on on Saturday when I was there in Harney County, Burns, Oregon. Uh, we, 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 with respects to this, uh, as you can see, the 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 divide how how these people came together to basically conspire, 
and and it's really conspiring because you you you've actually you've become like an aficionado at getting documentation and proving the proving the the conspiring well yes but not just me but with a little help and but you know even when you get that help you still have informants from within and I experienced it, you know, severely because of the fact that uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Joe Slider that goes by Joe Slider or Gillis Walter or A.K. the Milkman. Matter of fact, his name is actually Gillis Walter Blenzik, which is a Russian name. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, basically said that I could be the next Robert Lavoy Finnegan. Now, I always wondered what they meant by me being the next Robert Lavoy Finnegan. And there was a screenshot that was sent to me. But most of all, why he wanted me to be wearing like a, Marine, like a Marine. Uh, he wanted me to dress, down, uh, dress up like a Marine and go to, the, and go to all these public uh, uh, functions and, and have me dress like that. And I always wondered and I always look back and I go, what was his motive? And knowing the screenshot that was sent to me, I realized that, they were trying to set me up. And what I mean by that, them, I strongly believe that lady by the name of, uh, of uh, Staff Sergeant Moe, because she's close allies with Gillis Walter, uh, Tammy Hill III. And, uh, and there's one more that, that I keep forgetting. Uh, honestly, tried to set me up. And I let the evidence speak for itself. Because at the end of the day, you know, with the evidence, I mean, they can't, they can't refute that. Uh, but and then in, within the inside, I started realizing that the inside within the research community. So this is how this is how informants work. So you have several types of informants. They're categorized, and most of the American people don't even understand that. Meaning, one person will help you work, and all that research that is gathered is being sent somewhere else. Then you have people that will go with you, let's say, to a protest, but they're informants gathering information on what you're doing and feeding it. Mm-hmm. So the, and then. You, you have those that cause division that want to be on the outside saying, oh, trying to use you to fight amongst each other so you can break up a group. See, as long as you can infiltrate from within and, and from within, from within the group, the researchers and all that, and you start and you fabricate a story to basically destroy the narrative, you destroy somebody's character. Uh, uh, character. And as long as that character is tainted. so many of those attempts. So many of my friends will watch, like, and, and they'll be like, like cringing, you know, and they'll see, like, that they, they'll come at me and they'll infiltrate me, and I'll just sit back and let the drama unfold. And <laughs> sometimes you have to do yeah. that because I always say, throw things. I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by like the best, Laz and and Danny McGowan, Katrina Hagen. I'm going to be having her on the show tomorrow at one. You should hear that. Seriously, you should stick okay. around to hear. She is amazing. Oh my gosh, she can find anything, pinpoint anything. I mean, she's just off the charts, like super, super smart. So that's going to be a great interview tomorrow because uh, I've had her on one other time before. And um, yeah, this is going to be interesting. She works with a lot of um, the targeting that is electronical targeting or um, the... the uh, well, I don't want to give away too much because we're going to be doing an interview yeah. tomorrow. I'll go. I'll go into more detail um, at the end of the show. So, as, uh, so you know, we we are always constantly be, being targeted. So, as long as they keep uh, infiltrating, the more divided we become. And one of the things regarding to me is like I like to keep a lot of everything, just in case and back up all the evidence. 
for for anybody. And I've like I always said, I challenge anybody to a open dialogue. And nobody's ever answered, even the corrupt politicians in the state of Oregon or in Nevada, like Marco Modi or or Dean Heller or Rory Reed or Harry Reid, would be willing to debate regards to the facts of, of what of their criminal intent or the laws that they passed and and like I go I go back to uh, there's there's several laws there's one that regards to what we just talked about HP uh, twenty eight thirty eight in targeting our our military our veterans and how to incarcerate our veterans these are legislators that we that the people of Oregon voted for. And yet they're doing this to the veterans rather than giving them land or five acres and putting them somewhere where they can get rehabilitation. They'd rather have them incarcerated because it's prison for profit, just like chuck kids for cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the other thing that I, that I wanted to mention, and, I, and I'm, now I'm forgetting, is that, um, is that they, they created three more bills. One is called uh, Senate 1113. Uh, HR four four zero two and HB uh twenty eight uh, tw- uh, tw- uh, uh HB thirty eighty nine, and this is all in Oregon through the through the legislators. If you understand that, that's where they went to extract the ura- the, the uranium, the gold, the silver, the copper, and the mercury. Uh, but there's a big the, 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 but there's a big but on this that when they extract these minerals, the water becomes contaminated. And yet they use the endangered species. They're worried about the endangered species. And, and matter of fact, Kate Brown with uh, Stephen E. Grassi and, and Cliff Benz and the guy by Tom Solosky and Tony Severa uh, were behind uh, Kate Brown's executive order 1518 with respects to uh, the endangered species. And as long as you can use the endangered species to steal land from the ranchers and the Native Americans, most of the American people would just ra- would rather rally. For an endangered, for a frog that they call an endangered species, because they because they relocated that frog. Yeah, no, and, and and they play on our emotions. They play on the public's emotions. So they politicize. Um, you know, it, it's you know it, on on the surface it, it all looks good. Like you know, it's very virtuous that what we're what they're trying to do. However. Not many people look behind the motive of some of these political movements. For instance, what's happening at the borders. A lot of these children that are being trafficked are not accompanied by their parents. And see, this is the issue, you know, and when they, when this new bill that they're passing, we're actually legalizing. We're 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 slowly inching forward to, to to making it easier, and for them to justify their crimes. Yeah, that's the point. And, and it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat, because at the end of the day, both parties will profit from this. It's a win-win situation. Right. And what? And matter of fact, the under the Oregon Legislative Investment Council, the same legislators that. Don't worry about the terrorism inside of our government. Don't worry about the sexual abuse of our children. We must protect Muslims from bacon sandwiches and hurtful social media. <laughs> sad, sad but true. Uh, so you got legislators. You got legis. We have legislators over there uh, uh, perpetuating cr- crimes against the Oregonians and violating their constitutional rights. Yeah, we can get we can get forty thousand people out there to watch the Lakers or LeBron James signing a hundred sixty million dollars a contract, but we can't get 
40,000 people to rally around a courthouse or the state capitol because they're violating the most fundamental unalienable rights that they, they, that they have that was given by God. And nobody they would rather they would rather surrender their rights for a baseball game or a basketball game or a hockey game or a football game. But by all means, do not do not interfere with any of those sporting events or music events. Because we, we can't go without that. We can't, you know, don't worry about your constitutional rights. Don't worry about your Bill of Rights or, or, your, or the Federalist Papers or the Declaration of Independence or, or the separation of powers. So, so some people would say, say to us, we need to just give up and accept the fact that we are, we're powerless and we're slaves. What do you, what do you say to people that, that think that way? <laughs> well, I understand, I understand why they're saying that. Because when you look all around you, we are, we are enslaved through taxation, unlawful uh, representation. Uh, when, we, when we have a, a, an agenda like uh, saying, let's say that back to the Hammonds and the Bundys uh, fighting for the Constitution, have, they have no elective representative that's willing to that have the fortitude to stand up for their rights. Matter of fact, they had to take the initiative to fight for your rights. But this is the beauty about it. The Bundys, you know, demonstrated one thing. They demonstrated courage. They demonstrated tenacity, fortitude, you know, virtues, these qualities that they have to fight for their, for their God-given rights, their unalienable rights. These are the rights that were granted by God, by the, and, we, and we are the people. So this is where we're at right now. Um, it's up to the American people to understand and learn these cases. You know, if they're not willing to learn these cases, then... then and not build any courage, then why send our military overseas to fight for wars? Are they actually for freedom or are they actually for the corporation? Because if we can rally to send our military for uh, for, uh, for wars, then why can't we rally here as Americans and fight for what our, what our God-given rights are? Seems like, you know, it's really easy for a lot, you know, for them to rally together a lot of protest when they're getting paid by Soros, right? Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, look at Antifa or Black Lives Matter, all through Soros, the SPLC, the ACLU, members of the American Bar Association, uh, and Media Matters, MSNBC, ABC, CNN, CBS. Uh, They're they're all there. So the Associated Press. I mean, all George Soros, all tied, all tied through this. And yet, why isn't there an international warrant on these criminals? I just don't understand. Uh, They're destroying our country from within. And, and, you know, again, divide and conquer. They're using us either through race, religion, political views, or gender. And, that, and that, that's, all, that's, that's the end game. That's the end game of the republic. Do you, do, you, do you notice that every time you go to the media and say democracy? We're not a democracy. We're a republic. Why do they continue that? Because they want to brainwash. They want you to institutionalize, to tell you that you have no rights, that the, that the rights come from the government. Not from, not from the governed. And the government as a republic comes from the people. The, the government works for us. We, the people, do not work for the government. And that's where we lost our way because as long as Common Core is still in these schools, as long as we have corrupt children, as long as we have mer- members of the American Bar Association dumbing down our children, they'll never understand or grasp what our founding fathers fought for in 1776. <clears throat> you know... In the past, I, I noticed something funny. Um, I can't remember the name of the bill, but 
in, in the past, like under the Lincoln, President Lincoln administration, we had four uh, traitors to our government who were convicted of treason who were actually hung. Uh, that was in, you, do you yeah, recall? Yeah, yeah. No, that was actually uh, not not necessarily Lincoln, but Thomas Jefferson. Was it Thomas Jefferson or Lincoln? Yeah, Thomas Jefferson. And, and Lincoln w- was probably the first traitor because uh, he basically, he had no constitutional authority to declare war. That's for number one. Congress can, is the only branch of government that can declare war. And two, he had, no, he had no right to write any executive orders. Only Congress can write laws. So what is the hell did, was Lincoln doing? Because Lincoln, at the end of the day, was a bar member. And who funded the Civil War? It was all the, the, the Queen of England, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. And most of the American people don't understand that. Matter of fact, who created the American Bar Association? To your listeners out there, I challenge you, who created the American Bar Association and when it was created and what was the purpose of its creation? It's all to indoctrinate you and for you to subvert to their statutes, codes, regulations, procedures. That was all about. And we don't, and most American people just don't understand that, that all these constitutional laws created by the American Bar Association are totally unconstitutional. Thank you. I'm, I got that wrong. (laughs) I'm not good with the details like you are. You just, you just like, how do you remember all this information Uh, and names and, and bill numbers? You you have to read and reread because as a researcher, you have to be uh, as accurate as possible. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm always going to be right, but I try to be as accurate as possible. I might make, make a mistake here and there, and I try my best to rectify it. Uh, and, 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 you know, for those out there that probably do know more than I do, I always say, you know what, sometimes I need, I need to be rectified because I'm not perfect. I will make mistakes. And, and I will, and I am also willing to learn from others. And as long as we continue to, to have, be open minded to learn and actually sit down and read the bills and understand the bills and, and what they meant and how they passed it, you'll always remember those facts because you actually took the time to study it, to understand it, to dissect it. And, and when you look at it, you just always wonder, like you stated, I mean, some people think that we're doomed. And looking back, I still have faith because people like the Bundys, people like Daryl Thorne. Um, uh, so this is great what happened with President Trump pardoning the Hammonds. Absolutely. It was, it, was, it was amazing because the Hammonds, they, the, they wanted to steal the land. If, if everybody understands Uranium One, the Clinton Foundation, you'll understand – uh, that Steens Mountain plays a critical role because Steens Mountain is where Bill Clinton in 2000 uh, allocated three quarters of a billion dollars because of the effects of uranium. That's U-235 and U-238. I don't want anybody to take my word for it. I would hope people just actually go look it up and read it, that Bill Clinton allocated three quarters of a billion dollars for the agricultural uh, of, of Steens Mountain. And the side effects of what's going to happen, meaning to, to, the, to the people, that, the ranchers that live there, to the livestock and to the endangered species. But most of all, our military, which is our Marine, our Air Force, our Army, and our Navy. Because U-235 is nuclear. This is what Benghazi was about. And most of the American people don't understand that. Benghazi was just, in, just a, that, that Barack Hussein Obama and Hillary Clinton perpetuated treason upon the military. But the Benghazi was about them uh, uh, arming ISIS with the help of John McCain, a Republican, of giving them uranium in addition to guns and money. Mm-hmm. So 
all this comes back through Steen's Mountain. And I, I don't want your listeners to take my word for it. It's to look up Steen's Mountain. And Steen's Mountain, even includes and goes all the way down to, no, to the northern part of Nevada or the northern tip of Nevada. And it is full of uranium. I didn't say this. This is what Dugami said. Dugami is the Department of Oregon, D- Department, of, uh, Geo- Department of Oregon Geology and Minerals. They said that. I never said that. And they actually even have maps on where all this, all this, uh, all this uranium's at. And, there, and since back in 1978, they knew there was uranium back there. So it, it's up to them to, to figure it out. Free Schaefer Cox. Do you know who Schaefer Cox Yeah, Schaefer Cox is an amazing man. He's from the state of Alaska. Matter of fact, his case was, went hand-in-hand hand with my case. And also another family by the name of David Haig, we, we, expect to, we were exposing the corruption. Mm-hmm. And uh, a matter of fact, uh, for me, Senator Ted Stevens, it, it was amazing because he came on my defense and helped me out. And I know what, what Ted Stevens was uh, also with, with Schaefer Cox, but most of the American people don't understand that. One of the reasons why, Ted, why Senator Ted Stevens was taken down uh, is because, and remember, it doesn't matter, Republican and Democrat. If you do something good, they want to take you out. No different that, like, Gillis Walter and, and Maureen and Tammy Hill III wanted to take me out because I was trying to educate the ranchers with the facts, with the evidence. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that they were trying to target me. They, were, they, they targeted uh, uh, Senator Ted Stevens. And what Schaefer Cox was doing was amazing. It was inspirational in the state of Alaska. He was teaching. He was teaching the, 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 the fundamental... Uh, of the the fundamental rights within the within which is bound within the Constitution, amazing man articulates things so amazing. I love the way he speaks. I mean, people gravitate to him just because of the way he looks, because of the way he speaks, his demeanor. He's an amazing man, and I mean, I wish I had some of those gifts that he has because those traits, I mean, they're amazing. And uh, and no matter where Schaefer Cox uh, was going, he he filled the auditorium. No different than the Bundys. Uh, did or Robert Lavoy Finnegan did before he was assassinated. Wherever these, wherever these God-loving Americans went, they filled an auditorium. So because they wanted people, because the people were hungry, they were they, they wanted to know. And these men were inspirational and are inspirational because you know even even William Cooper, you know, unfortunately he's not here. He passed away just and assassinated just like Robert Lavoy Finnegan and Aaron Russo. These men were inspirational, like just like Senator Nancy Schaefer for Child Protective Services. I mean, these people are amazing. They're God-loving Americans and. I, I wish I could be half, half of what they are, and uh, you know they're, they're they're amazing. And I mean, I wish I, I a lot of people can actually listen and go back to see what Schaefer Cox was talking about. Matter of fact, the the Senator, you mentioned Senator Nancy Schaefer, and um, I just want to mention, yeah, her and her husband were murdered, suicided <laughs> in their home, and uh, Nancy Schaefer had conducted a four-year investigation of the Child Protective Services exposing um, child trafficking and um, corruption, fraud, and child uh, pedophilia. She was exposing that in the Child Protective Services. And at the time of her death, uh, before her death, they were um, preparing to conduct a press meeting um, regarding her speech before Congress. And she actually lost her seat. That, that, that is absolutely correct. Uh, 100% correct. Uh, let me expand on this. Uh, Senator Sanchi Schaefer, if everybody understands uh, John, Senator John DeCamp and Ted Gunderson, 
in, in conspiracy of silence or the Franklin cover-up is basically the Republican Party and the Democratic Party uh, conducting pedophilia within Washington, D.C. All these congresses and senators and legislators and lobbyists that Senator Nancy Schaefer was going to expose was compelling because it was over over almost 10,000 people in this pedophilia ring within our government. We're talking about senators, congressmen, governors, mayors, city councilmen, all members of the American Bar Association, most of them, good majority of them, Republican and Democrat in the pedophilia. No different than what Senator, when Senator, Senator Ted Stevens uh, forwarded my documents of my case to Senator Nancy Schaefer. So when I went to his office, I signed two waivers. And these two waivers was to forward the same copies to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And the other went to Senator Nancy Schaefer. And they were supposed to conduct a, com- a, a not a common law grand jury, but a grand jury investigation on Child Protective Services and Christy Law and the director of Child Protective Services because of the fact that the mother of my child was found substantially neglectful in four consecutive years by the state of, by the state of Alaska by their agents, and yet she still kept our, our daughter. She's an alcoholic and, and at the time and and possibly uh, doing drugs uh, because of the state of her condition. Uh, these all came out on court documents. It's well documented by Child Protective Services, but nobody wanted to read it. Nobody wanted to touch it because of the, because of the simple fact of my former sister-in-law, Marissa K. Flannery, the attorney covering all Chandra's, uh, Chandra's actions. And as, as long as you know somebody within the government, they will be able to cover up or conspire to cover up uh, any, doc, any and every document. But the, see, they made a mistake. They gave me copies. And I still have these copies today. I don't have one set of copies. I have multiple copies all over the country. Every every time I go to court, I go back to court in August. Every time I go back to court and I have to, um, you know, re-get documents, they always come back different. <laughs> they always do. They're never the same. Even when I do a digital re- refresh on MC35 where, you, you know, they're all digitally stored and you do the refresh, they never come back the same. <laughs> that's that. That's called obstruction of justice. That's tampering with evidence. Uh, that and and we should not be surprised because they did that in the Hammonds case. They did that in the Bunny's case. They did that in the Schaefer Cox case. They did that in Joe Robinson's case. I mean, there's endless cases out there, and you know, and a lot of mothers and fathers that lost their children. And, and, you know, Native Americans, whites, uh, Mexican Americans, whatever. I'm just gonna say Americans, okay? Because we're all Americans have lost their children. Uh, because of because of the fraud that's being perpetrated in secrecy in these court in these court proceedings by members of the American Bar Association, but, and when we go back and look at the child pedophilia that Senator Nancy Schaefer was trying to expose, is that it's Republican and Democrat, and we as Americans cannot be fooled because of political or party lines or party division. Oh, no. We need to stand Everything together. Everything is infiltrated. Yes. Everything, organizations, churches. Everything, uh, uh, everything you can imagine is infiltrated. Yeah, the coup is operating in and throughout the government. It's not, it's not exclusive to one party or another. You're absolutely.
second. Can you guys, could you guys hear us? That whole interview? I think we might have slid the speaker. <laughs> I think I turned, one of us must have turned the speaker off. Oh my God. You, so we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, you. you guys, uh, if you're still tuning in and following us, uh, we, I, I'm going to be, uh, live tomorrow with, um, Katrina Hagen, electronic war crimes against the people. A lot of people, um, tuned in and they watched the, um, the, uh, I don't know, the, the, Targeting by Cambridge Analytica and the whole Facebook that staged debacle, like there, you know, I don't know what that was all about, but um, we're going to talk a little bit about the online targeting and the um, crimes that are being electronically committed on, uh, you know, some of our most vulnerable in our society, the poor and single mothers and stuff like that tomorrow. So tune in with Katrina Hagen. I think it's going to be like around one o'clock my time. Um, and I'll be posting uh, a live and, uh, yeah. And check out Lazaro and Sonero exclusively on Facebook and social media news network. And thanks for tuning in guys. This has been another episode of Porthole to Justice off the cuff. You can subscribe to the show for free on Spreaker. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, guys, have a great night. Bye-bye.